0: Jennifer Zhang.
1: Yes, Jacqueline. Lopez.
0: Give me three
1: words to describe faces. All right. Faces was honorable the way the Klingons mean it, which is even more honorable than honorable. That's like extra honorable. Extra. It's honorable squared. Okay. Cathartic. Okay. So cathartic. Okay. And I couldn't decide between gross and icky for the third word. Gricky. 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 Kaplah, this
0: is seven of wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. copla <clears throat> my did I am Jacqueline of Lopez. And that is Jennifer of Zane. And together we form the Seven of Wine. Kapla! Kapla! Where every episode we pair an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine in the exact same moment of time. Some Klingon Warnog? Warnog?
1: No, just wine. No, it's, it's
0: just wine, you guys. It's Anyways. We are so excited because this week we're bringing you faces. 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 Faces It's so good. And to get us into it, why don't you give us a brief synopsis, Jennifer? Alright, I'm ready for this.
1: Synopsis. Let's do this. All right, on an away mission gone horrifically awry. Ooh, one would say, Balana, Tom Paris, and a crew member that you shouldn't get too attached to. <laughs> Are captured and subjected to hard labor and uh, disgusting scientific experimentation. Um, and Bolana, in particular, is made to undergo a procedure so that uh, her full—that she becomes full Klingon. Full Klingon. You never go full Klingon. You never until faces. Yes. Janeway sends a second away team to rescue them, but. Will it be too late? And is it already too late for Bolana, who has been drastically altered in more ways than one? See what I did there? I know. Oh, shoot. So clever. So freaking clever.
0: And uh, so uh, this is the why. So I decided to pick this episode because, you know... Our, lady of, our, our patron saint of cheekbones is patron uh, saint cheekbones. is uh, B'Elanna Torres and uh, a.k.a. Roxanne Biggs Dawson, that beast. And in our book and in everyone's book, an unsung hero, ladies and gentlemen, unsung hero.
1: <gasps> unsung hero. Which
0: is the wine of this evening. It is a 2015 Shiraz from South Africa. All right, let's read the back of this sweet thing. Do it, unsung baby. Unsung hero. Shiraz, 2015. In our daily lives, we often applaud the obvious heroes like film stars and talented winemakers, but seldom stop to think about all the hands that made it happen behind the scenes. This wine is dedicated to all the heroes at the winery that work as a team to bring you uh, this wine, this deep, Vibrant, ruby-colored Shiraz is a true South African gem. There is pungent spice and fruit on the nose, coupled with subtle, toasty vanilla oak, complementing the black currant raspberry aromas. The medium-bodied palate has an easy tannin structure that complements the fruit and vanilla on the lingering palate.
1: I have to say that bottle label really does, like, it's really self-aggrandizing when it comes to, like, winemakers. It's like like film stars, iconic people of our time, like film stars and winemakers. I love that. It's like film stars and winemakers. (laughs) Film stars, people who are working on curing cancer and (laughs) winemakers.
0: Did, uh, oh, I'm sorry, did you just cure AIDS? That's funny because I just made a bottle of Shiraz.
1: And we named it Unsung Heroes. Unsung
0: Heroes. I'm not talking about myself, but I might have put myself in the drawing on the cover. (laughs) I'm the one in the boat. Shall we clink? Let's clink and talk about whether or not we agree with this sweet description, because that was articulate.
1: Jen drinks like a tiny five goes west drinking a <laughs> bottle of water. I like to wrap both my hands around the bowl of the You guys wine don't glass. do that.
0: If you're drinking wine, don't do that. And just
1: tip the whole glass yeah. to my face. She's like a child at her first communion. But That's like, what's going on right now. I have a special method of drinking wine <laughs> where where I do that and then I make sure to knock the rim of the glass Against on my, my teeth on my front teeth. <laughs> As I, as I take my first I don't walk. need enamel.
0: I no. need alcohol.
1: Stat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says ruby color. I get it. It's, it's, more very, gar- it's very light looking. It's more
0: garnet if we're going to be serious about our gemstones. It really is. I just want to throw that out there, uh, unsung heroes. Um, okay, it said we were supposed to smell something having to do with oak, like we always do. Oh. Um, We need a pungent spice and fruit on the nose. No, you know what?
1: And, you know... Uh, I I smell spice. Do you? Because all I smell is grape. And like (laughs) I told you this is like this is like if Kool-Aid made a wine. (laughs) If Kool-Aid and Jolly Rancher decided to team up to make a wine.
0: You guys, hey Jolly Rancher over there, I got a great idea. (laughs) Picture this. Wine. Come with me on this journey. Hold my hand. (laughs) Let's do this. It's
1: very to me, it's very, very grapey.
0: I do not taste
1: any. It's not complex. I don't taste any of this toasty vanilla oak. No. And,
0: uh, but there is a black currant raspberry aroma. It just smells like, uh, you know what it smells like? Oh my God, Gushers candy. Remember those <laughs> Gushers candies? We're painting the most, uh, <laughs> like, the most illustrious, like, picture. This is like the wine you want at Chuck E. Cheese's. That's what we're painting. <laughs> this is the one. <clears throat> This is the wine you want at Dave and Buster's when you're, like, shooting things. Skee-ball. This is skee-ball wine. <laughs> this is skee-ball wine. Unsung hero, the
1: person who got 500 tickets. And an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> mm. if, you know what, though? It tastes like it's going to do the job. That's what's important to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's easy on the palate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the fruit and vanilla on the lingering palate, None of that stuff lingers. What lingers is you're gonna get sloshed if you drink this too quick. So we're well on our way to excitement. Oh, baby, baby. So let's do it one more time. See what I did there?
1: You did. I did it. I we're still mind we can't stop being mind melded. <laughs> we're like sooner and two Jackie, we should not have tried that mind meld last week because now we're just <laughs> we're stuck. We can't shake the mind meld. We can't shake it. But do we want to? No. Exactly. This is this is who we were meant to be. Each other. We are as one. We are as one. Kind of
0: like Balana's feuding sides in faces. Oh. See what I did there? Good job. Brought it back. Um but
1: yes, we uh yes. Very much so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You went that way, <laughs> yeah. Um, when we when we first uh, we see a Klingon coming out of consciousness, I mean out of unconsciousness, and she's restrained, and it is indeed Belana Torres, but not as we've ever seen her before. She's now full Klingon with the nasty ass teeth,
0: but her breasts look magnificent.
1: Fantastic, fantastic! What a rack on that Klingon, dude! Perky. Those are some honorable breasts, let me tell you. Cut to credit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, so now we're like, okay, what's going on? We just saw this Klingon that bears a striking resemblance to Belana Torres. We see this. Do we see the creeper hanging over her yet, or not yet? I think so. No, okay. we, don't, we don't. No, we don't. So we see, but she's restrained. Yep. She's restrained. She looks like Frankenstein's monster. She's not having a good day. Not having a good day. Not the I best hate day. when that happens. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, we we get word from the bridge that all of a sudden these these crew member people are. In these caves, we can't beam them out. What's happening? Cut to, uh, we find out, I don't know what the sequence of events, but basically we find out that they've been captured yep. by none other
1: than the Vidians. The Vidians. The Vidians. So the Vidians, to me, are like a, a weird, weird invention of Voyager that I love, right? Okay. Because... Cause Kinda they're like bun. Because they're in the Delta Quadrant, so it's time to come up with all kinds of wacky aliens. We're going to come up with wacky
0: aliens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the rest of that song? I really want to know.
0: Wacky aliens in the Delta Quadrant.
1: ma mama ma Yeah. <laughs> The soundtrack to our podcast will be available.
0: Never, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. The Vidians are such a weird concept that the, the makers of Voyager came up with, which is they're they're this species that who knows what they look like before because David David Hasselhoff. <laughs> they all look like David Hasselhoff. Yes. we're just going to retcon. We're just going to assume yes. that they all look like David ha- David Hasselhoff. Yes, but uh, they've they're a species that's been completely ravaged by this flesh eating virus called the phage phage and. They've only been able to survive by scavenging, scavenging the organs of other species or like deceased members of their own race, and Frankenstein-like, they're just constantly having to Frankenstein, reattach
0: them to themselves. Yeah, they
1: have to Frankenstein monster themselves all the time. That's the only way this species survives, which is why they all look like just patchwork quilts of flesh.
0: But it's all rotting. It continues to become. It continues to the 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 phage continues. To um, ravage, to ravage them while they are grafting, grafting these these pieces of skin together. So yeah. what you, what ends up happening is, as soon as it's put on, it's starting to d- to decay. It's
1: so gross. It's
0: really grody. So, anyways, we get thrown into uh, this particular colony of Vidians, which happens to look like it operates on its own. We don't know at this moment, but we realize that something's amiss because of the fact that we see that uh, Tom Paris. And the guy we're not supposed to get too attached to... Durst. Durst. Uh, are being sent into this, these holding barracks. So this, like, kind of prison cell stalls. These Ugh. bunks. And she's touching herself again because I say Tom, Tom Paris. Tom Paris. Because whenever I say Tom Paris
1: and Tom Paris with a side of Tom Paris... I don't want anybody else. When you say Tom Paris, I touch myself. It is so true. I do. This is the most accurate uh, song of the world.
0: Uh, this is so true. A revelation. My God. A he's revelation. So, and, he's and now so, you've borne witness to the fact that she does touch herself. He's
1: so hot in this episode. You guys. Uh,
0: she's having her own music video uh, right now. While she's grunting, I'll give you the breakdown. So basically, Tom Paris was apparently the officer in command of this mission. And he goes... Good job, Balana. Tom. Yeah. Nice, Tom. Nice. Oh, by the way, it made me laugh when they were talking about when... um. Nelix was talking about replicating all of uh, the different crew members' um, home uh, uh, favorite meals, like uh, uh, comfort food meals. He was like, oh, Chakotay likes this corn s- stew, whatever. And Tom Paris loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because he's an infant. <laughs> he's my favorite. <laughs> but PBJ sandwiches are really clutch. I'm not going to lie. So, like, I would five. feed him you need a PB and J sandwiches nope. Nope. in bed. Now nope. Drink more wine. Drink more wine. During sex. No, nope, we're good. Kapla. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Lean back. No, no. And okay. so what ends up happening is we find Durst and we find Paris in these barracks and they go, where is Bolana? We can't find Bolana anywhere. We cut to this medical bay where she is this lab rat that's chained 150% Klingon.
1: And yeah. she's, you know, talking like... I'm negotiating my new teeth. <laughs> she, She's basically Sean Connery as a Klingon. She is, but talking
0: slow. And she's still very uncomfortable. And what we learn is that there is this Vidian doctor named Sulin, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. And he basically has said, look, we have an inclination that your Klingon DNA might in fact
1: be able to combat the phage. And what's significant is we as Star Trek viewers know that Klingon... Um, in every other iteration of Star Trek so far, you know, are are pretty, you know, they're a pretty common race. You got to remember we're in the Delta Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Vidians have not encountered Klingons before. Nope. So this is like a brand new species they've never encountered. It, it's like finding the cure for cancer in the rainforest. Yeah. You so know? she is a tiny arrowhead frog she is so he's so he's very excited this doctor because he's like this is a new very strong species we've never encountered before strong species it may hold the key to um to curing this thing that has plagued us for generations now
0: and of course she goes well i'm not gonna let you test it on me and he goes oh too late spoiler alert we've already infected you with the phage.
1: And what's what's significant is you're like, well, why did they have to make her a full Klingon before they did this? Here's the reveal. The reveal, which is back in the barracks with
0: Hottie McParris and (laughs) who cares? What's his name? Durst. Durst. Um, All of a sudden, we see... Oh, no, no, we don't even see Durst at this point. What we see is we see a silhouette and we see a a sleeping Tom Paris and we see... This, this, uh, this yellow jumpsuit coming towards Tom Paris and shakes him awake and goes, Tom, Tom. And all of a sudden, Tom wakes up in his cherub esque sleep and looks and sees a B'Elanna Torres without any
1: Klingon features. And you're like, what? I thought we just saw Belana and she was full Klingon. What's happening? But now we see a, a, a version of Belana who's full human. What the durst?
0: What the durst? And as it turns out, that was the remnant. So the reality
1: is, and this took me a while to figure out, that is the actual B'Elanna Torres. That is the the real B'Elanna is full human now. They extracted just the Klingon DNA and like grew that like a chia pet into a brand new person. We have a lot of chia pets in this. We do. <laughs> in Star Trek Voyager. We make a lot of reference to chia pets <laughs> on this podcast for some reason. But it's true. So so here we have, uh, so so as far as, Tom Paris and Durst know there is there exists no other Balana than the one that they're no. dealing with now.
0: Yes. So meanwhile, back on the ship, they're really trying to figure out how they're going to be able to get their crew members because they haven't heard hide nor tail of them. But the reality is, is they have to a- assume that they're still alive. Yep. Um, and when uh, Harry, Chakotay, and Tuvok beam to the surface, they realize two things. They realize that the caves are shifting again. Mm-hmm. They realize that or Tuvok makes the assumption that the walls shift because they are actual force fields that are meant to look like rock and that basically the away team that they sent down were not alone. And they do happen to see Vidians. And so they make this, they, you know, within one foul swoop of being on the surface surface, of this planet, they make the revelation that there are Vedians on the surface and that their crewmen might be in danger. And there's no
1: way they can get to them. No way. Because this away team, which I I honestly think is the, uh, well, with the exception of Harry Kim, I'm sorry, the A-team that you want to send for any away mission has to have Tuvok and Chakotay. Those two will get shit done. Dude, they will so get shit they done. Will, they will bust some heads when they get in there, when they get in there. Get in there except when there are force fields that are constantly shifting and preventing them from completing their mission. So we know that the ship at least Voyager is trying to find a
0: way to get through this force field and mm-hmm. that's that's their little shenanigans going on. Yeah, they
1: need to find a way w- when the when the <clears throat> access points into the Vidian stronghold are constantly shifting. How do they get where they need to go? To and then they can't even see through. No, they can't see so through. Th- so there's no way to know whether or not if they try to transport someone through if they've succeeded. Mm-hmm. So if so, that's the conundrum they're dealing with. Meanwhile, within this fortress that's protected by these shifting granite walls, we've got two dramas going on. Yeah. Right. One is Klingon Bolana. Which it's fighting we, the phage. It's fighting is is strapped down to a table, fighting the phage, while a scientist observes her and, you know, just with bated breath, seeing whether or not she and her DNA can combat this thing. Right. And then on the other side of this this conflict we have Tom Paris, Durst, and human Bolana just trying to survive because they're being forced into manual labor. So much drama. So much drama. So many things happening. But, and then it gets
0: bigger than that, right? Because all of a sudden we see that something's wrong with our now reconstituted B'Elanna Taurus. Not only is she weak, you know, physically, because let's be real, she just got a whole bunch of her DNA, half of it, shall we say, completely ripped out of her genome. Mm -hmm. However, we see a completely different side of her, which is vulnerable, which is weak, which is... uh.
1: She even says cowardly, but I wouldn't even say that. Just scared. She's a, um, this, so we we should, we can definitely spend a little bit of time on this for sure. Because there are certain things that are interesting about human Bolana, right? One, the cowardly aspect. Mm -hmm. To me, that points to the fact that bravery is actually woven into Klingon DNA, Interesting. That it's actually a part of their genetic makeup because once it's extracted from her, she's had the same experiences as Klingon Bolana right? Like, Mm -hmm. apparently, she's been through a war and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that now that the Klingon is actually pulled out of her, she's left with just the cowardly part of herself.
0: But you know what I thought was so fascinating about this is we know that this is so this is a first season, this is a first season episode. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was so telling about it was it took the ability to remove, in my opinion, it was necessary to remove the Klingon side from her. So she could kind of Tell Tom Paris and open up to him yep. about how she hated being Klingon, how she kind of blamed that aspect of her life mm-hmm. as to why she was mistreated. So how she was kicked out of the academy, all these different things.
1: So that's that's a very very good scene because when that first happens, when Tom and her are having the, their very first conversation, as Tom actually speaking to a Bolana that has no walls up anymore. Yeah, yeah, and she no she, defenses. She gives him just completely trusting, gives this guy that Klingon Bolana has definitely, like, blocked out. Yeah. As, has built walls through because he's just a playboy, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, she tells him the fact that she was bullied as a kid that she that she blames the the fact that her father left her Mm -hmm. on the fact that she was Klingon and that the Federation at the time wasn't in good where she was
0: on a colony and they weren't really like basically everything was against her yeah
1: and and how and all her hang-ups and she tells she just spills her guts to Tom Paris yeah just tells him everything and then says and I've never told anybody Mm. it's it really is an interesting he, so, so he is the first person that she ever confides in, and unfortunately, it's under these these the extreme conditions. Extreme conditions. Otherwise, no one would ever have known this about her. But can and we he's take, the one yeah. that knows and now. And can we take a, a page out of the Tom Paris playbook? If a chick opens up to you
0: in a very big way, don't make it a big deal. He like, didn't. Yeah. How classy was that? Like, honestly, so classy. These writers made Tom Paris say all the right things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, some of it was a little off, like, oh, hey, I have this huge birthmark on my forehead. Oh, yeah, well, I had bad haircuts, so I can relate to uh, covering <laughs> and using hats. I was never here nor there with the fact that Bellana was half Klingon, half not, you know, half human. It never really occurred to me that that would be, um, that they would be two different personalities. But when you see them, you realize that you root for them equally, but you root for them in different ways. Or to a certain extent, I'll be perfectly honest. At the first half of this episode, I only rooted for the Klingon because I felt that the human B'Elanna was just so meek, so helpless. Very meek. She's
1: such a um, a, what is it? Shrinking violet. Yeah. She's practically like a classic Disney princess. Yeah. She's a damsel. Save me. She's a damsel. She's such She's a damsel. An absolute
0: damsel. It is so true. And it really rubbed me the wrong way, right? Really? And and it, it just was what well, was
1: something where I was like this isn't the Balan I'm used to. We see rare moments of like wisdom yeah, we,
0: come. We see really rare rare moments of we, wisdom with Tom Paris.
1: We he doesn't have an opportunity to be that guy, mm-hmm. right? But now he actually has to be the strength mm-hmm. to somebody who is definitely definitely in need of protection. Who is like just shattering in front of him and he, he tells her what she needs to hear, which is that the cowardice is a, a byproduct of um, I don't know what it is. The, the fear, the fear that she's feeling is is part of her survival.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all survival. Yeah. It's part of, you know, he said it's good to have that because it keeps you in check. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he's trying to compliment the fact that she feels incomplete and he's trying to say, you're not, you know? Or if this is the new normal, you're going to learn how to adapt. Mm -hmm. Jen is just swooning in the corner, creating her own mental fanfic. He's so perfect. But So we see the Klingon. Um, Now she's starting to... Coming to her own, she's starting to realize she's strong. She's beat the phage.
1: She's Spoiler alert: it.
0: the guy is like huzzah, huzzah! And then all of a sudden, now she's going to try again through her military mastermind. She's going to try to see if she can find a way out of this. Uh, no,
1: and what's fascinating about her her being able to do this is that she's detecting something in the guy in the lab in the, the mad scientist. Yeah, which is that in. he's starting to become in he's starting to fall in love with his creation.
0: Well, he did, yeah, like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, is it, or Pygmalion and Galatea, almost. You know, you have this guy who says you know you are a very handsome specimen like you said this is the first time he's encountered
1: a Klingon yeah and this this species is blowing his mind yeah it's it not only holds the key to salvation for mm-hmm. his entire species but it's gotten a fantastic rack dude perky <laughs> sturdy just pointing to the point to the heavens
0: just beautiful beautiful breasts yes but so so of course she picks up on this. Yep. Her her Klingon sense is tingling. Her forehead ridges are, shall we say, humming. Yes. Vibrating with the okay. strategy. Okay, strategy. That's what we're gonna call it. Yep. And so immediately she looks at him and says, you know, not only are Klingons completely, you know, what is it, warriors. But we're also, we have we're also known for our voracious sexual appetite. <laughs> And then she says, why don't you set me free and examine everything under the sun? Get it. Get it. Get it, girl. Oh, she's being so sassy. And then, of course, he takes offense and says, clearly you're being condescending and you think I'm ugly and you don't know how much I actually care for you. This is rude of you to do this. And so she goes foiled.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But he, but no, she's planted, she's planted the seed in him. Of longing. Because he, he... You know, he reached out, stroked her cheek, saw how she recoiled, and that's what really kind of set him off and was like, Oh yeah, I don't you're not gonna fool me. You really don't like the way I look. No, you're just trying to weigh out, you're trying to play on my emotions. So guess what? Now he has a hang up. Now he has a hang up. Good job. <laughs> but he's Belana. going to But he thinks he's figured a way to fix it. Oh yeah, it's a great it's a great idea. This is a great idea for anyone. Good job, guy. Um, psych. Real genius. It's
0: terrifying. And what does he do? So this is this is one of the moments where I was like, "This is hilarious." This episode's whack. So these two Vidian guards come into the barracks, right, where we see Salacious Crumb and we see, you know, <laughs> um, we see Bolana, the meek, and we see Tom Paris. Bolana, the see meek. Bolana from the house of meek. Bolana from the house of meek. And we see what was his name again?
1: Durst. They point to Durst. He gets shipped off. Why is he getting taken away? Jennifer, sure, no. And you know when Tom Paris puts up a very good fight for him, a very, very good fight for him. He inserts himself in. He says, I'm, "I'm the lead." He says, "I'm the senior officer here." Senior officer. You know, if you're gonna take anyone, you're gonna take me, right? And I'm glad they didn't,
0: <laughs> because,
1: because look,
0: because Jennifer has reasons.
1: I, I need more seasons of
0: this man. Uh, she needs more seasons. It was only the first season, and she goes, "Excuse you," and that
1: guy, and Durst, Durst, an unsung hero of this episode, yes. says, "No, no." Tom, listen. They, have, they the have guns. They have the guns. So just, just let me. Just I'll just go with them. We're we'll gonna sh- hang. We'll see what happens. Hey, maybe. Maybe we're go, getting lunch. What could go
0: wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Oh, guess what? All of a sudden, we cut to Guinea Pig Klingon in her, in shackles. She's breaking through. So uh, spoiler alert: she's already broken through the the restraints to a certain extent. She's just waiting for the opportune moment to fully break out and release the the Klingon. In the crazy lab. And uh, of course she finds the perfect moment because Sulin comes over and says, Hey girl,
1: I how, gotta, do, you, how do you
0: like me now? How do you like me now? And has grafted Durst's face Ugh.
1: onto his own. It is the creepiest moment. It is so creepy. I couldn't, I, I actually couldn't fathom when I watched this episode. Okay, so, because this is season two. No, it's season one. Oh my God, it's season one. It's season one because Basics was after it. Yeah, you're right. It's season one, right? And so I'm, what? I'm re-watching Voyager from the start. Uh, this is a year ago, right? And I'm like, oh, this is a very different Star Trek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this, this was Voyager so campy. Whew. Blah, blah,
1: blah. Oh, Face. Faces. Faces. Holy faces crap. they've harvested durst for his organs mm-hmm. horrific they've taken his face and the guy has grafted it onto his face cuz now he thinks it's make it makes him so handsome that now surely he's worthy of mating with this klingon yeah yep Face off, face on, Klingon, Kling off. Oh, stop. I, I but it's helped. true, and you made it happen. It did, I see. Well, anyways, it. does it sit well
0: with Klingon, B'Elanna, and no, Taurus? No, she, you know what?
1: What happens? I don't, I don't know why she's not turned on by this. Oh, really? Because I don't understand why it doesn't
0: work. Hey, gentlemen out there, if you want to pick up a Jennifer Zhang, just simply graft the face off of some poor, <laughs> helpless prisoner and true. put it on your own. I wonder
1: if he, had he, no, never mind. Put the, Tom I, Paris' face on had, if it would have been a turn-on. Had he grafted Tom Paris' face on onto his, would she have been like, ugh, but... oh. Okay, write that fanfic, then destroy it immediately. Burn it. Burn it, incinerate it in the fire of your own sins. But as you would expect, she's horrified. Mm-hmm. She realizes that what has happened to her fellow Durst crew Durst is member, dead. Durst has just met a very untimely, one of the worst fates ever. He's dead. He's been... He's scattered... He's now... Just been dispersed among many Vidians. Parts of him exist. It's organ donation, but it's involuntary organ donation. It's so gross. He was
0: alive. He's dead now. It's icky. It's really icky. And she does not stand for this. To the extent she breaks out of her shackles and she strangles him in the most Klingon way, just with her thumb and index finger. <laughs> it was it was like she was holding a cup of tea,
1: but that cup of tea happened to be the larynx so, of a Vidian. <laughs> I, I have to say this, right? I have to say... This emphasis, I I love Biala in general, but I also love Klingons. Okay, and seeing Belana be full Klingon was a special treat for Jennifer Zhang.
0: Oh my gosh, just special treat for everyone. S- it's special a special treat. treat for actress Jacqueline Lopez because she committed so fully in creating this perfect Klingon character. So hot, it was amazing like you rooted for this chick she's a badass she's tradition she's whatever but you could see that roxanne could carry that mantle of being a klingon 110 and you know she wasn't half anything she's a 100
1: and she can commit to it this klingon's intent without any bravado whatsoever is like i'm the strongest person here i'm gonna go rescue my fellow crew Crewmates. She she only
0: knows of herself as herself. She doesn't realize that there is a human version of yeah, her. Yeah, she this doesn't. Point. She's
1: like she's like interested in now. She has to save Tom Paris, mm-hmm. and she is going to single handedly just like like you know freaking just charge her way through this mission. She's going to bust some heads. She's going to save the day. That's her attitude. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I love her. Meanwhile, meanwhile, so all of a sudden we're now uh,
0: somehow we found ourselves in the mining. Fields right. Mm-hmm. So basically, the reason that this Vidian colony is keeping prisoners is not only to organ harvest, but they also need to mine whatever metals are are precious on this planet. But they are too weak to do it themselves. So what they do is they capture people, enlist them to basically mine for them. And when their uh, slaves become too weak, then they organ harvest them. That's the mo of this colony. So it's we, whack, it's really whack. And unfortunately. Human Balana is falling victim to the fact that she is weak. She's that she weak. she's lost part of her DNA. She's queasy. She's super queasy, y'all, really and queasy. she can't even drink the waters. So she says, of course, but she still is. And that's what I love about it is regardless of if she's 100% Klingon or 100% human, she is resourceful and she's trying to
1: help as best she can. I love the visual of them just moving rocks around, though, by the way. Can it's I say? It's hilarious! Can I say? In their jumpsuits. It's so funny. And she looks like a damn mess. She's like, a Tom, Tom hot mess. Tom Paris looks all right. Like he looks like he can carry a few more rocks. He's got a few more rocks in him. She's right? like carrying
0: a pebble and her, she's struggling. Her
1: hair is horrible. Her face is just cut, streaked in dirt. She's not fared well in this endeavor. Not
0: in the least. And so of course she's not feeling well. And uh, and and you know, Tom is scared because he doesn't want them to send her to organ harvesting. But she says, you know what. Uh, let's just take their word for it. They're going to send me back to the barracks. and Maybe I can find some way to communicate with the ship. Because clearly they realize there's no way they can connect with anyone anywhere. No. And uh, so she gets brought back to the barracks. She's trying to find a way to connect with the ship. And all of a sudden she's found out. But then someone comes to her aid.
1: Or something comes to her aid.
0: Mm-hmm. And that happens to be her alter ego, Klingon
1: Torres. So she gets a little bit of quality time in with the Vidian technology before, <laughs> before uh, Klingon Bolana charges in,
0: saves the day, saves the day. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, we see Human Bolana meeting Klingon Bolana. And mm-hmm. what does Human Bolana do? Passes the fuck out.
1: Yeah, just the very sight of herself as a Klingon, she just like faints dead away.
0: So that was my favorite moment of the entirety of this episode: was Klingon Bolana carrying Human Bolana over her shoulder
1: fireman carry boop boop be doop. let's go into the the tunnels and i'll cook you a rat which was hot hot in its own way this uh, what's was, wrong with you i don't know girl <laughs> Stop Listen, the wine, it has it. been a while <laughs> and i've got wine that was so. hot
0: in its own way like it's
1: everything is hot to me these days Back on
0: Voyager, Chakotay's divide is a strategy to get and infiltrate into the Vidian colony. They can't detect ancillary ships, so they think that this is just a colony operating on its own. But they need a way inside to disarm the system from within. And uh, Chakotay goes, hey, you're not going to like it, but I got an idea. I'm going to make myself into a Videan using the doctor's sweet mumbo jumbo camouflage lasers. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to make myself into a Vidyan, go in there, save our crew and
1: become another reason why we love Chakotay. So funny! So the doctor takes Chakotay and like disguises him as a Vidian. He makes reminds him, me of makes who is him the... so gross looking.
0: But who is the doctor in uh, Futurama? It reminds me Zoidberg. of Zoidberg. The... Zoidberg. It reminds yeah. me of Zoidberg for real. He's with nasty. the hands, with the hands. Yeah. But. But uh, yeah so he basically transforms him. So we have
1: undercover Chakote now. Undercover Chakote. He's been transported in disguised as a Vidian. Yes. So we've got we've got a rescue mission that's happening from two sides basically, right? You have you have Chakote infiltrating the Vidian stronghold um, of this particular faction and meanwhile you have uh, uh, engineer Bolana, right? Figuring out that if she can get to the consoles, she can lower the force fields. So it's it's good. It's it's a good little Voyager Things collaboration. Are
0: happening. It's Things happening. happening. But before Bolana gets in and infiltrates, she has a one-on-one
1: with herself. Yep, she has a come-to-Jesus moment, as as Jacqueline likes to say. It's
0: a come-to-Jesus moment over a fire-eating rodent. So this this is
1: this is a really really poignant really. Excellent scene. Right? I love
0: this scene. It's so, so much good
1: because it says so much. And then, of course, as a person, you're kind of like, man, so meta. So it's so it's Klingon Bolana has now dragged a human Bolana from her efforts at the Vidian console, and now they're sitting in a cave eating a dead rodent that Klingon Bolana has has killed. I have killed. Has it. hunted. I've hunted. And they have some dirty. They have they have some stuff to air out. They're the airing of out the things. Yep, because uh, human Bolana is gonna blame. Now she's just gonna basically confront herself. She gets to yell at the Klingon side of at herself. The Klingon
0: side of her. She goes, "Legitimately, you've made my life terrible. You rush in. No reason. No. No wonder we were kicked out of Starfleet. No wonder we are so reckless. You don't think without. You. You. You act without thinking. You are." You are completely reckless. You
1: are without sensibility. You get us in more trouble than 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 should. Be. You think violence is a solution to everything? Mm-hmm. And like literally, like Bollana actually says, there's only there's only two things you need. And then she raises her fist oh and her my gosh. and her B'Elanna weapon. Was the best. Her, she was Chuck Norris. Her fist and her weapon. She's like these are the solutions to everything. To everything. Yeah.
0: And human Bolana says, Nah, bitch. There's other stuff out there. Like your brain. Like your brain place. And and it was a very poignant moment because we, again, like Jen said, we see B'Elanna confronting her Klingon side, blaming it. And then we also see, however, we see how baseless some of it is because of the fact that we see Klingon B'Elanna kind of rising to the defense. If it wasn't, if it weren't for me, you'd still be in the barracks. You might be dead. I saved us. And then, of course, in true, you know, it circumvents they, they blindsided us with this rationale, but all of a sudden we realize that the way that they're going to get out of this mess is together. Yep. All of a sudden we realize, you know what? We start seeing human Bolana recognizing that she does need the Klingon side to help her,
1: but together and using their smarts, they're going to figure a way out of this. I think what what's really good about this scene is that we see why Bolana when she's actually consolidated into one individual is so strong. Mm -hmm. She's stronger than her human side. She's stronger than her Klingon side. Yes. Because she, she actually has, she has the best of both worlds and it's tragic that Bolana doesn't realize that until, until this, this until the very end. Right. Yeah. Is that she, she has the benefit of Klingon bravery of Klingon, you know, honor, honor, aggression, like strength, courage. Right. And she has the benefit of the human uh, ability to rationalize, to stop and think, right? That's why she's an engineer, because she can actually sit there with a problem. She doesn't just smash everything when it gives her trouble. She's actually going to be able to be like, okay, well, let's troubleshoot, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's why, oh god, that's why Belana's amazing. That's why Belana's amazing. MVP. She really is because she. I mean, if you think about like the the kinds of the kinds of impulsive like, how many times have you thrown an Xbox controller, girl? Because I can tell you I've broken two in my lifetime. I can't even hold them
0: properly because my hands are so small. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You realize that she needs, she inherently needs both sides of this genome to exist, to function, to survive, and to essentially save the day.
1: She, she gets to I mean she gets it out of her system mm-hmm. this, that's why the scene is so great because she airs her grievances at herself and arrives at the conclusion that we as viewers know which is that they're better together because they were together yeah they they were they were together and now they're separated and now that they've had it out mm-hmm. they can get back down to business and the
0: business is this they got to go back into the security place where guinea pig Bolana Klingon was being held and they're going to basically take down the security system from the inside and and yeah. hopefully
1: reconnect with the ship. And the way they're going to do it is human Bolana, with her engineering smarts, is going to figure out a way at the console to lower the force fields of the, Vidi- the Vidian stronghold. Meanwhile, Klingon Bolana is going to cover her. Hot! Hot! <laughs> hot. So hot. hot. Listen, she's going to cover her while she does her scientist stuff. Oh my god, she's so hot. I can't even. She's Jen, like, is, Jen is having, making her own moments. Look. This this episode is like Bellana is basically a Bond girl and James Bond in the same person.
0: That's a fascinating way. She of really, at
1: She really, she really is. It's huh, huh, so hot. I think I'm swinging the other way now. You're
0: swinging all different Tom, ways. Tom in this Paris episode. can
1: take a seat. No, he can but he sit comes down. In-
0: in and he helps. So all of a sudden, we have everyone in the security room. We have we have Klingon Bolana fighting off people. We have Chakotay's in there. We have Tom Paris in there. We have finally. We have human Bolana coming into her own. Yes. She's no longer as scared as she used to be because she knows that her Klingon side has her back. Yep. And that's a very important thing yes. to notice. Yep. And so she's sitting there. She's like, I'm helping communicate with the ship. Janeway's looking hot on the bridge and going, Oh, hey, I think I hear them. And then right before they're about ready to engage transport yep. and energize S- them out, Sulin, whom we thought was unconscious, is fully conscious and he's deciding to shoot at B'Elanna Torres the human and who gets in his way who deflects the phaser bit fire
1: none other than her klingon side saves her there's the klingons and Atreyu from Neverending Story Oh my god stop have, <laughs> they have they have this in common right <laughs> when it's a good day to die it's a good day to die Oh he, she letterboxes. Yeah she knows she knows exactly that this is the moment when it this is an honorable death. So without hesitation, she throws herself in front of the phaser fire and dies. Takes takes that bullet so hard, right in the gut, right before they're all transported to what would have been their salvation. Yes.
0: So now they're transported into the transporter room. We see a dying Klingon side, B'Elanna Torres. Mm-hmm being held by her human side Mm -hmm. saying we need to transport her to sick bay and her Klingon side says nay no not have found your honor and in turn have granted me mine
1: yep not enough time she's and she says this is an honorable death that is the ultimate thing that Klingons want is that they they want to die honorably and so this is really a gift to her that she died defending herself
0: isn't that great how great is that? That just blew my mind right now. She died defending herself. Yeah. And that was honorable. It is honorable to defend yourself. It the, is, is honorable to be there for you, to look out for number one.
1: And and in her death, she knows she's going to give the weaker parts herself parts of herself strength. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. Hot. And and so, we get back to Sick Bay, right? And we see the doctor talking about uh, klingon balana and how her dna is going to st- slowly get reintegrated into our human balana and all of a sudden human bolana goes whoa 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 you're changing me back mm-hmm. and the doctor goes yes because you cannot synthesize proteins properly without your klingon dna i
1: love it the fitness part of me loves <laughs> <laughs> the fitness part of me loves that right is that like that that Klingon Balana was literally the muscle. Yeah. She was like, human Balana was the brains and the beauty, and Cl- and Klingon Balana was the muscle, right? And the fact that she know that her DNA was extracted um, from human Balana makes it so that she can't synthesize protein the right way. No. Bruh. 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 It is. She needs Klingon to synthesize protein. It's fantastic. Hot. And so, but what's. And, and, but human Balana calls it out. She says, look. She's saving me again. Yeah. And there's a little bit of disappointment in her. Like, it's it's such an interesting acting choice by Roxanne Dawson. It's
0: very interesting. This she's, entire exchange at the very end. It's literally Chakotay,
1: B'Elanna, and the doctor in Bay. She's very... She's almost... Uh, reluctant. She's almost reluctant. She's almost um, bitter about it. She's like, okay, so she's saving my life again. She just saved my life. She lost her life for it, and now she's saving me again. It's such a weird conundrum because it's herself. Yeah, she's saving her own life. And uh, you know, she's like, you know, I learned that there's so much about me that that was strong, but ultimately, she
0: says, you know, I'm just going to be fighting. With her my entire life and i thought that was such an interesting choice of words the fact that this woman has to struggle with an aspect of herself for her entirety but when she wasn't with with when that struggle wasn't within her she felt incomplete what a mess
1: I'm just gonna say what a mess B'Elanna is. She's like she needs Klingon Bolana, but she hates Klingon B'Elanna. You know, she it's like she's essential to her her survival, and yet she resents her. Like, and the fact that she she needs she's gonna save her life, but she has to fight her. What the hell, girl? I was gonna say the one thing that I thought was really interesting is it, it didn't really
0: resolve itself. I thought that was really fascinating because it she never kind does. Of, she really was like. I found peace as myself, as human B'Elanna, that I never felt with this warring side of me. And now we're always going to be warring, but I need her to live. You know, that's what marriage sounds like to me. <laughs> it's beautiful. The one thing I thought was really interesting is, you know, the only other person in that sick bay with her is Chakotay, and he's at a loss for words. And what was so interesting to me is he's at a loss of, for words to try to um soothe her and try to comfort her and yet the one to be and yet the one person he like he literally does one of those i got nothing faces he's so impotent in this he really doesn't know what to say but the one man who was able to say something and comfort her i think his name was tom paris i really do and i thought that was really interesting it was just a really interesting choice seeing tom paris step up to the bat and defend right defend the damsel be there for her
1: Jen, what's going on? So hot.
0: <laughs> He's so hot. <sighs> but so overall, I think that this episode was just a beautiful demonstration as to why Roxanne Dawson is amazing. She's a great
1: actress. So good, and why and why Bolana is such a fascinating character. Yes,
0: it was such an interesting episode. It got super dark. In some place, creepy as fuck. So creepy. Uh, I've seen so many panels online about what are what are some of the uh, social issues? What are some of the issues that Star Trek tackles in an inadvertent way that makes you think? And to me, this was. a Huge example of that. What happens when you're face to face with what you think your flaws are? If you think you're too weak, if you think you're too strong, if you think you're too pigheaded, if they were
1: taken out of your genome and placed in front of you, if you come from two worlds, mm-hmm. which a lot of us, you know, just in general, because America is a melting pot, we have to deal with. Yeah, you culturally, know, we, we yeah. have different. We have different cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. A lot of immigrants. You know what I mean? Like just to, I mean, in, in true Star Trek fashion, we can extrapolate. If you're, if you're an immigrant that comes from a certain background, but now has to integrate into American culture, you know, like, what is that struggle like? What is that struggle? What are the strengths?
0: What are the weaknesses? And and what do you see them as? And if you had to pull them apart, would you
1: see them in a different way? Would you choose one side or another? Would you resent one side and favor another? Or if out of the end of it, would your opinion change? Yeah, because, because B'Elanna's struggle here was she, the human side of her. Definitely saw her human side as being the the superior side. Yes. She was like, the Klingon side of me has been the bane of my existence yep. the whole time. Yep. That was the... That's a- the problem. That was the attitude. That's She's the like, problem. The Klingon side of me has been the problem. It has been the source of all of my pain. The Klingon side of her... Did not at all see the human side of her as a burden. She yeah. was just like, I am Klingon. What are you talking about? I've been the strength the entire time. I've been the reason why we survive. Yeah. Like you can't even acknowledge me. Great? She's like, You can't even igno-. she can't She actually says in that conversation, You don't even you're not even thanking me no. for, for for saving admit us. It.
0: Admit that I saved us. Admit that I am the unsung hero <laughs> as we get back to this wine well we've wrapped the yeah. episode we're getting way too philosophical we might get depressed luckily we still have some wine left over no I'm lying this bottle is empty Jennifer what did you do?
1: I'm sorry Tom, we said Tom Paris too much too much too much one, one too, time too many
0: so now that we've drank Whew. all of this wine what do you think about it?
1: The wine, I don't know. I mean, as predicted, it did do the job. I'm feeling quite amorous.
0: Can I? Okay, that had no point. That was (laughs) nothing we touched upon at the beginning of this podcast.
1: No, I think it's very important that we emphasize how amorous I'm feeling. (laughs) No, this
0: this was not part of the back label description. I think if
1: there were a guy in this room, I would go full Klingon on him. You know what,
0: Jennifer? That is nothing we were talking about. But I will (laughs) say this. This is the first wine we've actually opened Where, in my opinion, it has not changed at all. No. Like, some some of the wines, most of the wines, all of the wines we've had, open up as this podcast goes through. And we've been at this for longer than 50 minutes. You guys know this. So, yeah, it's been a long episode. We're going to have to edit some shit. But the (laughs) bottom line is, this wine has not changed. It still tastes like you're getting it at the Olive Garden, but it's, like, the $2 one.
1: You know when you get, like, a McDonald's hamburger and you leave it, like, a Filet-O-Fish? And you leave it for a week and I have never it done that. It looks exactly the same. That's disgusting that's, that you've done that. That's what this wine is. That's terrifying,
0: but it's very accurate. Yes, this is the filet of fish of wines <laughs> from so, South
1: Africa. So appetizing.
0: Can I tell you honestly, we're going to listen back to this sober and be like, wow, we were really philosophical, all things no, considered. No, but it's good.
1: That's what this episode was, was. I mean, it's somebody coming face to face with the sides of themselves that they're embarrassed about. Yeah and you know we've all been there or, or or not even just embarrassed just completely blamed it for girl 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 so if you're split into two yes right if you if there were two parts of Jacqueline right what would those look like um one would look like Tom Ferris. <laughs> oh girl don't even <laughs> leave me alone Jennifer leave me alone I
0: wouldn't be able to stop <laughs> I don't know. I think one of them would probably be someone who is very just. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what I would what, what the word is, but just very bravado, just very. Confident? I, confident, but like confident to a fault. Do you know what I mean? Hmm, like just really cocky? Yeah, cocky. That's it. Like there'd be the cocky aspect of me and then a kind of the wallflower of me. And I feel like that would be the kind of juxtaposition. It would be the 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 person who kind of shies away, who doesn't feel like she contributes to anything, versus the one who's
1: like, I am the shit. Yeah. Where is my throne? I think I I can I can picture that other Jackie who is the absolute Scene stealer, life of the party, Jackie. Yeah, but who, like to, but she's huge. On. Yeah, she's huge. on, and, on, and everybody in the room stops and watches her because she's putting on a show.
0: But for better, for for better or worse, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be everything. It'd be like, oh, we're drinking now, and then like I'd get the bucket and just like pour it down <laughs> my gullet. Like that would be that person, and then the other one would be like, I don't drink wine; it's bad for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: that would be them. What, what about you? Calories.
1: God, I mean, no, it's it's obvious with me. I've I've got the, I would have the side that you're talking about, the wallflower introvert, because let's face it, we're nerds. That's what we are, is that we, the reason why. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what do you mean nerds? We're not just talking about a podcast about Star Trek. I don't know what you the mean. The reason why we are fangirls is because there's a part of us that are escapists, that, yes, that don't really want to be part of this reality, that really would prefer to sit alone and imagine ourselves in other worlds. That's, that's what we are. That's what toilets are for. Yeah, so there's that part. I think that part of me would be very much that part of you. Okay. We'd be the same girl. We'd be standing in the corner together just looking out across the party, quietly sipping our drinks. And the other side of me... The other Jennifer would be the super reckless, super self-destructive YOLO Jennifer. Like, I've been accused Yellow of... Jennifer? No, no, YOLO. Oh, Sorry. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, Yo- the YOLO Jennifer. The one that's, like, smoking everybody's cigarettes and, like, you know, acting... Oh, so me drunk. <laughs> acting, a damn f- acting a damn fool, you know, doing the... What, what, what do you call it when you, like... Jam the knife in between your fingertips it's or your uh, fingers. It's, it's a jam knife finger tipping. <laughs> yeah, that thing. It would, that would be me. I'd yeah. be in the corner, everybody watching, just waiting for the moment where I just like stick a knife into my bone and bleed all over the like place. Like you're the one who's like, hey, I'm going to jump from the second story into the pool. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody watches. I completely shatter my brains all over the floor. So. Yeah. So Without that would be thinking. me. Without thinking, yeah. Without thinking and not giving a shit because I'd be like, this is a good. <laughs> At least I'll go out with a bang. Hey, man. up. So basically, we should never, ever, ever allow allow any Vidians to reconstitute our genome, is what I've discovered. Sulin, stay the fuck away from me, man. Fuck away from us. Hey,
0: you leave me alone, unless you can leave Jennifer
1: in a barrack with Tom Paris. Put a webcam in there. You guys are gonna see stuff you ain't never seen before. We're gonna stop
0: right there. I'm very excited. Hey Jennifer, what's our next episode? Can you please get off the sofa like that? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, we were talking about it. All right. So, hey, what's up? Next episode is going to be in honor of Memorial Day, okay. which which this episode will probably pre- that episode will probably premiere around. Around that date. Because we're, we're timing that. We're gonna do the episode memorial. Memorial. It's messed up in its own way.
0: Oh, we forgot about the Tika cats! Tika cats! Someone draw them for us. Engage <laughs> at sevenofwine.com. Uh put it on our Facebook, Seven of Wine, Instagram us. Everything is Seven of Wine that you can think of in social media. Draw us a tika cat because to date there is
1: no imagery. This is upsetting to me. We checked the memory alpha. There is no Tikka cat as uh, referenced in this episode by Klingon B'Elanna. She calls human Bolana as uh, scared as a Tikka cat. As scared as a Tikka cat. It must be pretty scared. We need to know what this scared little cat looks like. Please. Someone help us. You're <laughs> our only hope.
0: Well, that was uh, our episode of Faces. We hope that we didn't uh, break your hearts too much. Or if we did, we made you think a little before we broke them. But it was so worth it. Roxanne Dawson, our patron state of cheekbones, oh. thank you for blessing us with this beautiful episode. Why am I looking to the heavens? Because it's necessary. I'm Jacqueline Lopez. I'm Jennifer Zhang. And you've been listening to Seven of Wine. Enjoy yourselves. Kepla. Yeah, kapla.